Welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm a little depressed. What? Why? Eddie Van Halen died today. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't hear yet. Yes. Sorry. Just ripped oh the bandaid off God. of that. As a guitar you player, did. like he was, uh, I don't want to say he was like the main, like he's certainly not my main influence as a musician, but certainly is someone that I adored as a guitar player and like listen, listen to weekly easily mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the like, legend matter of fact i've been on a van halen kick like a hard kick for the last month mm-hmm. so i just like to say out loud 2020 can go fuck itself i know this is like the last Jeez. straw for me man like the last straw like I, for anyone that if you haven't listened to eddie van halen in a while i'm gonna tell you right now unchained that's the song you need to go back and listen to if you want to hear what a genius this guy was like oh i was listening to it this morning actually and just everything about it is just like rock perfection. It really is like just completely and utterly. And the guy was just a straight up genius, you know. So a little depressing for the day, but you know, oh, no, it's I'm not CrossFit sorry. news. But no, I think that's important. You know, I don't, I don't like really fall hard into like celebrity and pop culture and stuff. But every so often there, there will be, especially in music, like an artist or two that really, really hits me. You know, it's funny. It's so weird that we're talking about this now because I was driving home from the gym today listening to Elton John. And I just thought to myself, won't it be such a tragedy when we lose him? It, it was the most random thought that I had. Um, and I, I don't even know That's why true. I went there. Probably because 2020 fucking sucks. Yeah. But it just, I just thought to myself, like, wow, won't it be such a... Because I've been listening to all of his music ever since I was a kid with my parents and have continued on on my own. And uh, yeah, sometimes they're just people that really touch you. So I'm sorry. I, I love that song, uh, Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. That song's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, him, him and Tony had a really special relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, you know, when it comes to Eddie Van Halen, um, there are very few guitar players. Like I heard somebody earlier today, so it was like the Mount Rushmore of, of guitar players. And there's like Jimi Hendrix and mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. And then there's mm-hmm. a couple of other guys that like kind of rotate in and out of there, you know, but when you think yeah. of somebody like, like who, like who, I don't know. Like, well, first I just think of Eddie of like how influential he was. You would not have had the eighties without him. Like, right. Totally. He, he basically created hair bands, like for whatever it's worth, or, or he super influenced them. Like you can hear his influence among so many people, you know, totally. Um, Steve Ray Vaughn is way up on that yeah. list. I mean, he's obviously passed away too. I remember where I was when he passed away. Cause I was a guitar major in college at the time. And I was in the, uh, the music hall and his helicopter had crashed. And I walked in and like all the guitar players are like, I shouldn't laugh, but they're all like sitting in the hallway, like sitting um, and like half of them are crying. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell happened? Like, what's going on? You know? And they're like, Oh, Steve Ray Vaughn died. And at the time I wasn't a huge fan. So I was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but looking back on it, I can see why it was such a you know, huge of loss course. for people. Um, Clapton. What about like Steve yeah. Vai? Yeah. Steve Vai's on that list. You know, although, yeah. you know, you could argue he was influenced, you know, pretty decent deal by Eddie, but totally. But I look at Clapton as a, you know, and obviously still okay. alive as someone yeah. who is there, Jimmy Page. Like there's so mm-hmm. many that are, have influenced so many after them, you know, and, and he was just so unique. And what I loved about him, because I can really relate to this, is he didn't know shit about music theory, even though I studied music theory, it was never interesting to me. He was just one of those guys that just like loved music, could just hear something and, and create, you know, he's mm-hmm. just a real, a real amazing creator that way. And uh, see, that's a bummer. 
cancer sucks. I definitely think that, and I'm going to sound really fucking old, (laughs) but I definitely think that that, like that creator that like, I don't even know it's lost today is what I'm trying to get to. Like, you know, we're, we're in this stage of music where we're relying so much on technology and that, that like innate creator within someone I feel like is kind of lost. It's sad. It's like, you know, I hate to be like, everything is out of tuned kids these days, Uh blah, 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 blah. But it's true. It's just, it's really hard. I think you find it sometimes in like, like deep hip hop, like the lyrics that mm-hmm. people can come up with are really, really meaningful, but we just, we've lost it a lot in, in pop culture and, and rock was really like paved the way for pop culture. Cause it was that thing that was right. kind of like mainstream or, or getting there and it was pushing the boundaries and that's what we needed in pop culture. So well, just, what's interesting to me about music right now is that when you look at like that era of Van Halen, and all the bands that came after, they were all bands and they relied on labels to get their music out. You didn't have the internet, mm-hmm. you didn't have YouTube, right. none of yeah. that, you know? And so you got all these great albums and that, for me, that's the creative side. You look at, you know, we'll just stick to Van Halen. You look at Van Halen one, uh, women and children first, 1984, mm-hmm. uh, 5150. Like those are kind of their, you know, quintessential albums and how creative you have to be to put together an entire album. Now it's like, you know, so-and-so featuring so-and-so and it's a single and they're all singles and their yeah. songs, those songs are great. You know, like there are very few artists that are still doing creative albums. And this is a horrible analogy, but my daughter listens to her, you know, Taylor Swift still does that creates albums. Yeah, totally. A story. And I love Taylor Swift and you guys make fun all you want, but I think she's great. <laughs> she's a great songwriter and she creates, she, she creates yes. and she creates totally. albums and they they tell stories and, I think that's what music used to do. And now it isn't doing that quite as much. Um, and maybe why people don't connect with individual artists like they used to. Mm-hmm. You know? This is why I wish that Adele would make more music. Like she's busy getting skinny and, I, and, and having babies and, and putting her hair and, uh, you know, stealing people's culture and all the crazy stuff she's doing. Oh my right God. Now. I can't. I, I, love, hey, I her. love her. I love her too. She's great. I got no complaints on Adele, but you know, she's been blown up on social media lately. It's just I funny. It's so funny. So I just think that she's one of the great voices of our current time. And like, you know, say what you want about pop music. Like not everyone is as skilled of a vocalist these days and you can get away with a lot more thanks to technology and songwriting is very important, but I just think that she's got both. She's well, got as pipes. As long as we're sticking to that, I'll tell you who else is incredibly talented is Lady Gaga. Oh my God. So here's, yeah. here's, here's a fun story. I had a, um, God, how long ago was this? This would have been several years ago, two to two to three years ago. And I dated this girl for like a really short period, like all girls I've dated probably. And <laughs> so I dated this girl for a short period. And one of our first dates, she had tickets to Lady Gaga. And, and she's like, do you want to go? I'm like, no, but I will because I'm what? nice too. I didn't, I didn't listen to her, you know? And like, so I'm like, I'll go. Well, we had mm-hmm. seats on the floor and she had two oh, stages, shit. one up front where she did her kind of upbeat dance stuff and all her dancers were. And then she had the second stage that had just a piano on it. And that's where we were. Mm. And we were literally like me to this computer from it, like, you know, 15 feet, like we were right there. And, you know, as a songwriter and as a musician, I was floored at uh-huh. how talented she is. Like not only her singing is on point, which everybody already knew, but 
amazing piano player. She's uh-huh. actually a very good, very good guitar player. And her songs are just so well written from end oh to God. end. Like oh everything she played, like one song after the other, I'm just sitting there just like kind of breaking it down in my mind thinking, man, like this woman can really write songs, you know? She's unbelievable. So, okay. Funny story. Back when I was in college and I was bartending, I worked at the sports bar in Boston and I was like, you know, I was in my like little like Daisy Dukes and I had like my Red Sox t-shirt that was like head <laughs> open and whatever. Like that's how it was back then. Right. And, um, I had a couple of patrons at the bar that were like, Hey, we've got extra tickets to the show tonight if you want them. And it was at the house of blues in Boston. Um, this is like a million years ago. And I ended up working my shift, picked up a girlfriend and we went cause we had two tickets and it was Lady Gaga and Kelly Clarkson unplugged unbelievable and it was kind of like before they were really huge like kelly clarkson was like the bigger act because it was post american idol and then lady gaga was still like very new and up and coming and the whole show was her wearing a dress made entirely of balloons adorable very old school lady gaga and her in a piano her and her balloons in a piano and it was the first time that i ever had this was probably like 20 2009 maybe 2010 i'm old uh, i don't know you're all right first of all you, you gotta go <laughs> i that. feel old when i say oh that out God. loud like 2009 no one knew who lady gaga was but like from the very beginning i was like holy shit this woman is amazing and now like the albums she's done that are you know obviously like pop music is just catchy and whatever but there are yeah. so many like deep meaningful songs and albums and she even has like this have like a like a uh, CD with Tony Bennett where they do yeah. like well her last her album and Christmas music it's like everything she does every we listen to her constantly Matt loves her that He's album uh, that she, that the album she wrote I think it was called Joanne I think yeah oh, uh, so it was good like, that was the tour that I saw her on and that album's mm. about her life like it's really mm-hmm. personal if you really listen to it um, I think people don't maybe give her the chance what's favorite concert you've ever been to you know, I haven't seen a ton of uh, a ton of really great artists live because I still think the best concert I've ever, ever been to was in sync when I was like 14 years old hey, because it concert. was just it was a great concert. And it was like a momentous occasion for me. because It was like my first big live concert right. at a huge stadium. And like my big brother took me and it was like very cool. Nice. Um, no, I haven't seen like a ton. Of, you know what? I This is true. A hundred percent. I'll stand behind this. Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods tour I saw last year, and it was unfriggin' believable. Well, he's he's one of the most talented uh, people on the planet. Like a, just across all lines, he's funny, he's charming, he's an amazing singer songwriter, like dancer. Like he can he, really do it all. He's saying like every song he's ever written. Like you got your money's worth. That was what was incredible to me. Was it wasn't just like hey, I have a new album and I'm going to tour with it and you're going to get like an hour and a half long show right. while I get through all my new songs. It's like every song he's ever written. Dude played for like three and a half, four hours. It was uh, insane. Great. And you know who else did that was Elton John, who I saw my senior year of college with my mom. And he was old back then. Right. <laughs> and he played for like yeah. four and a half hours. I was like, what? Like our tickets were, I don't know, like 70 bucks, 150 bucks, whatever. It was like, we got our fucking money's worth. Oh my God. I was tired by the end. How about you? You've probably seen a ton of shows. Um, 
Oh, well, let's see. I got a bunch. Um, so I did see Van Halen. They're not my favorite concert, um, mm-hmm. but I saw them and they were great. Allison Chains opened. Oh my God. They were terrible. They were terrible. Oh, really? Was, Come yes. On. They were terrible. It was their first, it was like their first tour, you know, oh, they're the so opening funny. act. They did, you know, they just sounded muddy. It was right before grunge hit, like right before. And so they oh, just sounded muddy. Sweet spot. Yeah, they just sounded gro- like muddy and gross. Like it just didn't sound good. But I love Alice in Change. Don't get me wrong. Uh, my all-time favorite concert was Jeff Buckley. I saw him in Cincinnati in this tiny little club. He was opening for somebody. Um, you know, it was a, about a year and a half before he died. And hearing him play Hallelujah Live was like imagining like the holy host of angels coming down and singing. That's what it sounded like. Like I heard Mm. it. And as a musician, I thought I'm never going to hear anyone better than this. That's how good it was. Like it was, and I still haven't, I honestly haven't. Like it was literally like life changing. Uh, Foo Fighters. I saw them here in Cleveland So good uh, at the Q or at the time it was called Gundarina. And same thing. Like um, Dave Grohl played, they play for like three and a half hours. They just went forever and he just talks a ton. It it went on so long. It got old, but it was great. Yeah. Uh, I saw Pearl jam at that same place. Had really good seats for Pearl jam. They were fantastic. Um, Probably my most fun concert was Taylor Swift. I took my, but I took my daughters. They were little. So they were like seven and nine or something. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And it was on, it was the tour. um, It was the, I forget what it was called. It was the one before red, you know, and uh, Hunter Hayes was opening. Anyway, Taylor Swift came out and both my girls were like, you ever see those like, um, the video clips of people seeing the Beatles and they're crying. And crying. That's what it was like. As (laughs) soon as she came out. They lost their shit, just lost it. Like they're like crying and screaming and that's what made uh, it fun. Yeah, and, you totally. Know, her, her music's fun. You totally. Know, like, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it, that was a really interesting concert, interesting experience. But yeah, there's something about music that's a lot like CrossFit. Like it really like brings people together. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, right now I think that's important, particularly like in kind of a bitter election and people are like, I feel like every time I log on, people are fighting over the mm-hmm. dumbest shit. Oh my and, God. Uh, and so I, I, I'm loving music for that aspect is that you can just bond with people that you hate over bands that you love, totally, <laughs> you know? totally. Which, which is great. You know? Yeah. So. I love that we're talking about this. I don't know if you've made it this far into the episode, you're probably realizing that this is kind of just like an us episode. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, like chatting about whatever. Where's, and- the, where's the guest? Where's the CrossFit talk? You know? I know, I know. Every so often, I think it's good to just like mm-hmm. hang and chat. That we we did get a bunch of really great questions from our Patreon folks, um, so it gave us some sort of like direction on some things that I think we can chat about and topics that we can cover that are like CrossFit adjacent, but also just like about us. Um, and I think music leading into this episode, talking about music is very you. So I love to get your perspective on that kind of thing. For yeah, sure. Mu- music's super important to me. I mean, it's, you know, I, I spend a ton of time listening every day. I mean, probably my all time favorite art. Actually, I should add in those concerts. I saw John Mayer on his first tour when he was 19. <gasps> yeah. It was, he was supporting his first album and there was no opening act. It was just him. And I remember him coming out and this was before anybody knew he was a great guitar player. I didn't know. I, you know, at the time, like we didn't have the internet. So everything was CDs and cassettes, you know, remember that? Yes. And uh, remember, do you remember, um, 
uh, like taping songs off the yeah. radio. Oh, I, Kids I, will I, never know the struggle. I know. They won't. I remember giving my computer all kind of viruses trying to steal music online from Napster. Oh, yeah, right. That was from stealing music. Uh-huh. But uh, so, yeah, so we go down to Tower City and uh, God, I was in my early 20s at this point. I was probably like, I'm guessing I'm 26 because I was mm-hmm. dating my now ex-wife, right? Oh, my, wow. the, the mother of my children. So, yeah, I would have been 25 or 26 probably. So uh, I just remember him coming out and he had this small little band and it was a tiny venue. It sits on the river, the one that caught on fire here in Cleveland. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, there's probably thousand people there maybe. And they're all 16 year old girls losing their shit over this Mm -hmm. young, cute 19 year old boy, you know? Yeah. And he comes out and he plays, you know, kind of all the hits off that first album. And then he sits down on the edge of the stage and he starts playing blues. And I'm like, Oh crap. This kid, this guy, this kid is going to be a monster. And he turned out to be, you know, like he, he figured out by like his second or third album, he's like, I don't want to just be a pop star. I want to be a musician. And, mm-hmm. and he is, you know, and mm. so that like looking back, that's, I would always encourage people. And I try to tell my girls, like, go see live music when it comes back. Yeah. Never know, mm-hmm. you know, who you're going to run into, who are the, you know, the people that you hear that are someday going to be, you know, the next big thing. And John Mayer turned out to be that. And I still like, yeah. I listened, I had him in the car today listening to yeah. all of his hits, you know? Yeah. I think live music helps you determine what you like because it's so different. It sounds so different coming out of those people and and being in that experience than it does on the radio. So like, I'm not a big country music fan and I can feel the hate coming at me already. (laughs) I don't like country music, Um, but I really like country bands. Like I like their harmonies and I like the way they sound. And um, oh my God, what's the country music band with the, it's a guy and a girl. They're both lead singers. Well, there's a couple of those, but that could be Lady Antebellum. Got okay, it. There you go. That was, Lady, yeah. was. Yeah. So um my husband loves country music and he's from the country, so it makes right. total sense. He took me to see them. This was years ago. And uh it was one of my first like live experiences, and I loved it. And I was like, oh damn, I guess I don't hate country music. Like there are there are sections of this that I really, really like, but it took a live concert to get me there. And now I, there are bands I really, really love. I've always loved the Rascal Flats, but I guess country music fans will say that's not real country. It's like very pop. I get that. It's like eighties pop. is what it feels like, but it's (laughs) it's still country. Sure. Um, But like, because of that, I ventured into like, I like little big town and I I really do like Lady Antebellum and side note, the outdoor venue we were at when we saw them, uh, it started to rain and they pulled all their equipment back, but they left their piano out in the rain and they sang this last song where it was just the guy on the piano and the girl sitting on it getting like poured on and the <laughs> backlit, it was backlit nice. and it was like the most beautiful romantic thing. It was the coolest moment in a concert I've ever been at. Oh. It was really, really cool. I like country music. Okay. is a total non-starter for workouts though do not put on country music when i'm trying to work out thank you spencer tries to do that shit all the time i'm like bro Mm. like i can't live you can't lift a three four here's the rule like as a musician here's the rule right so most rock songs are in four four so one two three four one two right Mm -hmm. so country songs are in like almost always in a swing so they're one two three one two three you can't lift to this you cannot lift to this (laughs) coaches take note Yes. No. It's, it's horrible. There's so many things you can't do to that, you know? 
So yeah, no country music gonna work out. It's just it's it's a bad thing. So it's bullshit. I, yeah. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, total bullshit. <laughs> anyway, all right, enough anyway. enough on the music talk. So what do we? What do the patrons want to hear tonight? So the the first question we got that I thought was really fun, and we could like we could spend as much or as little time on this if we wanted to spend two hours talking about this. We could, but um, I think everyone knows that we're both like gear junkies. So everyone knows you so much gear and and new gear old gear like there's brands that we love there's gear that we love for working out and so a couple patrons actually so this was more than one patreons patrons patreon patrons 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 on the patreon patreonies patreonies a couple of the patreonies had different questions about gear so basically just people wanted us to, to talk about the gear that we love or the brands that we love and kind of where we're at with that right now. I know shoes. Shoes. Yeah. I was just going to say, I know you're a shoe, shoe king. I have some shoes here. Here, I'm going to show you some shoes. Let me see what you got. This, this one's my favorite for those that watch this on video. This is uh, the Under Armour Tri-Base Rain 2 in black. Not that ugly ass. No, I love electric salmon. Salmon, but the insides are still that color for whatever that's worth. I love it. Um, and, and for so what it's bottoms. worth, those are also my favorite CrossFit shoe. I wear these for everything. Like, and this I is not, not, first of all, every shoe I have here with me with the exception of one was free. So I'm going to give that disclaimer, uh, mostly because I like to flex on everyone else. But with, with that said, he does wait, he does. Every time he yeah. gets new shoes in the mail, he'll text me a picture and be like, yes. I didn't see you getting these new Metcons. I didn't see anyone sending you these. But I could, because of that, I can say these are legit my favorite because they're all free. So it's right, like, right. I don't, you know, I'm not like beholden to Under Armour. They're not paying me to say this, but totally. the Tri-Base Rains are really good, man. They're like, my favorite. Um, they're super comfortable. They, um, I, they're my, I don't wear them for every workout, but I do think they're my best all-purpose shoe. They're great Agreed. for rope climbs, box jumps. They're the best running shoe of the group that I have when the I'm not best. wearing a running shoe. The best. Um. That's my favorite part of them. So I can't run in any, ever since I trained for the marathon in 2017, I don't know if I overtrained or what, but like, I can't run more than 800 meters without feeling some sort of like stress yeah, fracture type pain. Yeah. I can't. So if we ever have a workout that has more than like an 800 in it, you know, one time I'm wearing running shoes. And recently I got the noble runners. And so yep. I can like dabble with those, but I have run workouts with up to two miles in them in those tri-base rain twos and had zero problems. So like, that's the best. If it's like squatting and running and it's two miles or less, those are the shoes I go to hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. If the workout has more than more than two movements and, or has running in it, those are the ones I'm wearing almost Mm -hmm. always. You can almost guarantee it. They kind of check every box for me. They're not too tight in the middle. I have a big enough toe box that my toes feel good. There's enough padding in the forefront that if I'm doing double unders, you know, I don't feel like I'm just pounding my toes into the, into the rubber floor mats. Um, and then there's a little bit of a lift in the heel. So they're good for squats. Like I squatted mm-hmm. today and I wore them for that. I didn't wear lifters. I just wore those, you know, they're just secure enough for squats for me. Like I do like those noble runners for when I do, like if it was like running in box jumps or something like that, like I wouldn't think twice, but if it were running in overhead squats, which was a workout I just had this past week, um, I don't want to wear the runners for that. They're just too soft. So here's my favorite style shoe. Ooh, let me let me see. The, <gasps> the noble with the gum bottom high tops. Mm-hmm. I don't. I forget what they call this, but they got the little uh, little dots all over it for her. Yeah, pleasure. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, 
<laughs> ribbed, <laughs> yeah. ribbed for her ribbed pleasure. For her pleasure. Uh, I, for the record, these are the only shoes I paid for. Noble did mm. not give these to me, and I'm still a little better. I'm not going to lie. So uh, I don't have any high tops, and I want a pair, but I'm not allowed to purchase CrossFit uh-huh. gear. It is a rule in my house because so much of it, and I'm very lucky this is not a flex. I'm very grateful. A lot of it gets sent my way. So I'm a hundred percent not allowed to purchase anything or my, my husband will have my head. Well, that's the benefit. <laughs> that's why I encourage divorce amongst all my friends, but, um, oh. <laughs> but, but I cool. will say, I'll use that. Yeah. I will say like, I, you know, I paid for these, but I, and I haven't regretted it. They've been surprisingly as high tops, like really comfortable for like burpees and. Oh wait, you work out in them? All the time. Get out. They're my second favorite workout shoe. Yeah. Do you have to wear a high sock with them? Yeah, I wear like ankle I, chafing. I wear those Under Armour socks we got at the Under Armour Summit, like kind of those mid range. Oh, the tall ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I like those. I mean, they're they're super comfortable. The, my only complaint is with most high tops is they're a bitch to get off. Like oh, you yeah. really have to you work to take them, them off. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, they're great for double unders, great for rope climbs, uh, great for everything. They're okay for sprinting if you really run. If you lollygag like I do, they're terrible. So like if you're, oh. if you're sprinting, they're great because they have no support. So you're out on your toe or, you know, kind of out on the front of your foot. They feel fine. If once you start getting tired and you start hill striking, they're hill striking. horrible. Ooh. They're so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, okay. Okay. So two hundreds only. Yeah. But they look good. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's part of the workout. You got to make sure you totally, totally. Uh, all right. OG shoe. My all this is my all time favorite shoe. You still have innovates? Yes. Yeah, so which ones are these? These are the, the ones. 295s, F Flight 295s. 230s. These are the 230s. Oh, 230s. F Flight 230s in the Smurf blue, which mm-hmm. you gotta have. Like this is the color to have too. Uh, this is my second pair. So I had the I bought the first pair, and like most innovates, the toe ripped off. Um, yeah, of course. And then uh, these are horrible for rope climbs. Anybody that watches this on YouTube, you can see here where you rope climb, it just shreds the bottom. So I don't wear these for anything, but um, workouts that require like, they're great for handstand pushups because they weigh like half an ounce. Like they're so light. They're terrible for rope climbs. They're kind of great for short distance running again, because they're super light. They're like wearing socks. If you wear them in double unders though, and you whack yourself in the toes, it hurts like a bitch. Hurts like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like made out of paper. Like they're so thin. So Innovate, if you're new here, (laughs) Innovate was the first shoe that was sort of known for CrossFit because they were flat enough, but supportive enough, but reactive, like springy enough for all the different types of cross training that we do. And there was never a CrossFit shoe until Reebok came in and began its partnership with CrossFit. So in the beginning, we were all kind of scrounging around for like, what is the brand we can fall in love with? What is the gear that we need that is CrossFit adjacent without saying the word CrossFit and innovate was it. Uh, also for the record, the Vibram five finger toes were oh, like, they made an appearance for a shoes. minute. I know Matt had a bunch of pairs. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's dirt. You can use on him later. But yes. what I will say is innovate has kind of, they disappeared for like a hot second, but they've been really, really back strongly lately um, because they have a bunch of strong CrossFit athletes on their roster nowadays. And they have Danny yeah. Spiegel on their They're roster. Danny, I think they have and Scott she Panchak. Loves their shoes. I um, think they have Scott Panchak. Yeah, exactly. And a couple other uh, very strong athletes in other yeah. fields outside of CrossFit too. So they've come back and their new shoes, I haven't tried them, 
but they look freaking awesome. And I think that they fixed a bunch of those like way back in the day issues. Like I'm pretty sure you can rope climb in them now. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can. And the, I think the, the toe 230s. box is way more secure and like you want not going to like give yourself a welt. Yeah. Well, they're new stuff you can rope climb in. And like, I've got other pairs of Innovates. Those are happen to be my favorites. And I paid for those too. I just don't consider those like I paid for them because I bought them like eight years ago. So yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're so The ROI old. is yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're so old. So uh, this is the standard right now. Actually, the 10s are the standard now, but the Reebok Nano 9s. Okay. But, th- but this is the, this is the color. You got to get it in the red. Otherwise, they're not worth having. Like you got to get the red and whatever kind of off blue gray color this is. I haven't liked any of the others, but this one I've loved. I don't know why. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Nanos for a second. Yes. There are many iterations and I know you've had all of them. I've had most of them. Some of them are crap. The nines are good. I hear really good reviews on the tens. I don't own a pair of tens because they didn't send me some like they sent you some. So screw them. Uh, But the tens look great. Visually they're great. I have not worn them. Um, the nines are great. The eights are crap. Um, <gasps> no, the eights yes. are my favorite. Or is it the sevens that are crap? Sevens are crap. Sevens are crap. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Reebok. I got the wrong crap. Uh, no, you four- know, what's funny is Reebok admitted that the sevens were crap because they, they admitted that they had to get to market faster than they wanted to, because they had to keep up with the Metcon launch, yep. which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, arguably I feel like they were like, sorry guys. I also have the original twos and those are pretty good because they're really mm-hmm. close to like kind of converse, you know, they yes. have a big, big toe box different than converse, but they're super flat. Do you remember, did you ever get the pair that you had to put in the oven? Yes. The U-forms. <laughs> yes. I did. So I, I didn't have U-form nanos. I had U-form lifters. I'm not putting. And I, I, I baked them. I baked my everybody, shoes. Everybody, everybody baked them. We were so talking weird. to I was talking to Saxon about this the other day. I'm like, do you remember the ones you baked? He's like, oh yeah, we all baked our shoes. I'm like, man, uh-huh. we, we must have been so baked. Weird. We all must have been <laughs> baked about <laughs> yes, our shoes. Absolutely. All right, last pair. Last pair. So I've actually been wearing these lately, and I'm not a gigantic Nike fan, but they sent me these. Actually, Steph Hammerman sent these to me. Yeah, Steph. Um, and. They're, these are logoed, say MWGA on the tongue, which are very what? special to me. Yes. OMJ. Yes. And they're, you know, got the red heel and the gold mm-hmm. around the back. Like these are sweet. These are, I have new respect for Metcons after wearing these. I've never been a huge Nike fan. They're like really mm-hmm. tight on me, but I've been yeah. doing um, workouts that have thrusters in them. And they're, man, you when you're lifting, talk about a solid base. Man, are those like, the fives? Uh, yeah, whatever the most recent line is. So, oh, yes. the sixes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's right. I think they're the sixes. I don't know. They're cut. They're part of their custom shop, and they're great. So um, I also man. recently just got the sixes, and I, so I had twos or threes before, and I was not a huge fan, which is funny because I actually love Nikes in general. I do have a really narrow foot though, right. so they. They're like when nanos are too wide and the toe box is too roomy, I, I like have to tie them so tight that the top of the shoe like wrinkles. So typically, um, typically Nikes are my jam, but I didn't love the early renditions. They were just so stiff that they didn't, they were so stiff. They were uncomfortable. They weren't like stiff and provided support or stiff and like, you know, gave me a good solid heel for squatting or anything like that. So I was skeptical, but I ended up getting the sixes uh, because they're so freaking cute. Have you seen the cheetah pattern with Mm. the pink? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, And I 
love them. And I, and you're right. They're super secure for squatting, but I also can run in them. Not quite as well as the uh, Under Armour Tri-Base Rain 2s, but like I do not have a problem running 400s in those Metcon 6s. And I did not think that would be the case just because everything from my past was like very stiff and not running. Well, I, I accidentally wore these in a running workout the other day and like I instantly regretted it. It sounded yeah. like a Clydesdale. Mm-hmm. It was like, clop, 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 clop. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Matt had the fives and and couldn't run in them. Didn't like them at all. But um, but the sixes are great, and the sixes come with a tiny little lift in them. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They sometimes. yeah, they kind of like they remind me of Versa lifts. They're not yep. quite as thick, but it's like it's cool if you're like doing a whatever Metcon, you can just like slip them in there. Well, I'm gonna say all out all loud. No one has sponsored any of these shoes. If any of these companies would like to sponsor Nikki and I, we're happy to yeah. entertain offers, even just for free shoes. But absolutely. But uh, nobody asked available. Us to do this. No, we should be charging spots for this, shouldn't we? Oh shit! Wow, we're so bad at this. I have so many <laughs> pairs of shoes. It would be wouldn't even be possible for me to ever talk about shoes because I own every pair known to man. These just happen yeah. to be kind of my top five right now. You know, there's so many mm. others, but outside of that, the only other gear I have that's like probably my top gear. And I feel really dumb for kind of saying it out loud. So I have one of those uh, RX Evo speed ropes that are 125 bucks. Okay. <laughs> like Why do you feel dumb? Because it's 125 bucks for a jump Leo. rope, for God's sakes. It's like, you know, it's like talk about a first world, <laughs> first world problem. Um, such a great rope. And actually, they just came out with their version two, which I do not own. Mm-hmm. So they're welcome to send me one if they want, but uh, they sent one to Saxon, which is why I've seen it live in the person and the handles are lighter, even lighter than the ones I have. And they're like really cool. Yeah. Really? So they're so fast and like easy to use. Like, I just love the thing, but they're super expensive. It's 125 bucks. And you said that, you know, I do the, as I'm a banker, I do the math. I'm like, you know how much I'm paying per jump? Like (laughs) this is stupid. (laughs) So dumb. Every wide cost me 50 bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But if it's gear that works for you, then like, that's a part, that's the point of having a hobby like this. Like, you know, we pour our hearts and souls into it because it makes us feel good. Like you're allowed to do things that make you feel good in relation to this hobby. Yeah. I would, the only thing I would tell people about the Evo speed rope is only get it if you're really good at dubs. Like I'm, Mm. and I don't mean that to brag, like I'm good at, it's the one thing I can do. So I I didn't feel bad about spending 125 bucks. If you're not really good at them, buy a cheaper rope and get good at them first. Like don't, don't spend that kind of money on a rope because you know, even like rogue makes good ones. Um, yeah. Most gyms have, you can even buy one just off Amazon. Like you can yeah. buy a decent, like $15 speed rope off Amazon right. just to train your double unders. And then, yeah, invest in a rope when you, you know, have a good rhythm and you know, you know what you want. Cause do you want light handles? Do you want a cable? Do you want, you know, you don't know yet. And so probably don't yeah. want to spend the money before you know. That's probably my only other gear. I mean, I have a couple pair of lifters and I've got some belts and I've got a bag and wrist wraps and, Every, I have everything. Okay, I have everything. I have everything too. <laughs> I have everything. Uh, including Wait, can I the tell you gym. a? Can I tell you a belt story? Yes. So my belt is my baby, right? Like I want to wear that thing for pull-ups. Like the, I just is it the gold it, one. The it's the gold sparkly? one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the gold sparkly, the gold sequin one from Tupood, and like oh. I, it's just my security blanket. I know that that's like not good, and I absolutely should train myself to not wear it. Like I get that, but I just I feel better when it's on. It's a security blanket. It just makes yeah. me feel better. Even if I'm not lifting, I want to just be wearing it. Um, so my belt is old as shit. 
I think it's like six years old, maybe, maybe you, more. You wore that at the Winter Classic when they made you compete that year, like the first year we met, actually. I wear, see, I wore it for 95 pound thrusters. Like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I shouldn't have done that. Like, that's how much I wear my belt. <laughs> it's a good belt. Um, so I got in touch with them because they're so awesome. And if you haven't purchased anything from them, their customer service is just the bomb. And I was like, Hey guys, like my belt is old as shit. (laughs) And the Velcro is kind of crusty. It's just like covered in dog hair and lint from my bag. It's got chalk in it, whatever. I was like, do you guys have any tips as far as cleaning it goes? I don't know how to clean, but I tried to Google it and like couldn't find anything. And they were like, you have the oldest two food belt still in use in history. So maybe you should just get a new one. Like our new ones are really great. Like my belt doesn't even have like the double back loop right. thing. It's that old and it has a D ring on the back. Like they don't make those anymore. And I was like, no, that's bad advice. I don't want to, I don't want yeah. to give up this belt. <laughs> I, need my, I need my security belt. <laughs> I need my security yeah. belt. So, um, Tim who runs two food, uh, he's, he messaged me and he was like, Hey, if I promise to take really good care of it, can I borrow your belt? And I was like, yeah, man, no problem. I shipped it to him. I like put insurance nice. on the package. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's how like neurotic I was and was without it for a little bit. And I had no idea what was going on, but they're just so nice to me that I was just like, yeah, man, whatever. No questions asked. I just sent it. He just sent it back to me last week. They full on replaced the Velcro on my old <laughs> crusty nice. ass belt with like half the sequins are missing. Like the edges are frayed. Like they know that I didn't want to, to part with it. Oh so they replaced the Velcro for me. Amazing. They're so nope. nice. Nobody does that shit for me. That's impressive. That's impressive. I mean, they shouldn't have, I should have just bought another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool though. <laughs> I know. I thought that's that was a- sweet. That- that's like my one, that's my one piece of gear where I'm like, mm, I can't, I can't live without it. I can't that's, travel without it. I can't leave home without it. Oh, I believe that. That was one of the first things I remember about you. Like when uh, we met that year at the winter classic, like, and you mm-hmm. had to compete, you didn't realize you were competing, but you had your belt. You were really excited because you had your belt there. I was like, thank God I have this. I travel with it everywhere. <laughs> you did. That was a good thing. That was. Mm. I know I, the Patreons wanted to know how we met. Do you remember how we met? I do. I do. I think. Do you? Okay. Right, let's see if so, you, remember. you You tell it. Okay. So two years ago now, right? Three? Uh, yeah. It would, no, it would have been close to two because the page was new. The page at the time had probably twenty to 30,000 followers maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, was, so yeah. Winter Classic 2018. Yep. Um. John was new on Instagram, new-ish. I think you were already make wads great again. I was, by then. yeah. At our, but at you started, changed. you started as CrossFit Trump, and yes. I was one of your first few dozen followers because you were posting like, uh, like stats, like if yeah. this CrossFitter had done this workout at this time, <laughs> he would have been second and not fifth or whatever. And I was like, this looks cool. I mean, fuck Trump, but like this looks cool. I, I right. guess I'll follow it anyway and like find these. Uh, stats and whatever interesting and then it was like slowly evolving into a meme page so i right. obviously was like oh okay this guy's cool whatever and we were at the winter classic in in cleveland and i think i got a dm from you mm-hmm. yeah, and it slid, was like slid into your dms slid, like in, slid right into the dms and was like hey i'm i'm gonna be at the winter classic if you are too well clearly you are because i was yeah. posting about it and he was like we should like 
link up and like chat and just be CrossFit social media people together in the same room. And nobody knew who John was at that point. I know, right? Because it was, it was like very anonymous in the beginning. And like you were posting pictures, but like you put something over your face. So like no one knew who you were. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to like find out who this guy is. Nobody knows who this guy is. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what was funny about that competition, um, because Scott was one of the ones running and are part of it. Yes. And he knew me and knew I was doing it. And so there was, uh, Jen Smith was there, Jessica Griffith, somebody else. I forget who the other one was. Uh, Margo was, was there. Margo was there. And it was actually, um, I had been in contact with all of them, but Jess and uh, Jen were sitting on the side and I was competing, right? And so I was doing rope climbs. And I, I'm like literally at the top of the rope. And these are high rope climbs, like 18, 18 feet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at the top of the rope climb and I'm like coming down and I turn and look and I see Scott talking to Jen and to Jess and they both look at me and one of them just starts nodding and giving me like this evil smile. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. He just told him he, he just, blew up your spot. He just outed me. Like I knew I was outed at that point, you know, but they were really sweet. I mean, you know, yeah. no, they weren't, you know, as much as I'd picked on everyone, even at that point, um, you know, they were really kind of kind about it. So it was funny. I think I think Winter Classic was the first time that you like came out as Mm -hmm. yourself, right? Like you like posted picture on the podium and you were like, "This is me." No, no, no. I I I skipped the podium that year. That year I did. Really? Yes. Matter of fact, so I was competing with with a friend of mine, and then I bolted, and so he had to go on the podium without me. He was so mad at me. He got he got got the prizes and everything. I didn't post any photos that year. Um, What was interesting. I don't know if it's interesting, just like people will find it interesting, maybe. Um, so um, I obviously knew you were in media and I wasn't, I hadn't started the podcast yet, but I knew I wanted to do one. I was just like trying to figure out what I wanted to do still. And so I even asked you then, I'm like, well, you know, what are your you goals in CrossFit? What do you want to do? Do you, you know, are you going to, you know, continue to do sideline reporting? You do a podcast. And you said to me then, you're like, I'd really like to do a podcast. Yeah. And yeah, I just kind of shelved it. About it. Yeah. Like I shelved it. My mind is okay. Well, maybe in the future we can do some stuff together. And uh, Chad and I started this podcast together. And uh, for those of you that don't know Chad, he's, you I also don't know Chad. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go back. Yeah. First of all, he's got the quintessential CrossFit name, um, but he's a, he's a doctor. He's a physical therapist. And um, he and I were going to do this together. He's a funny dude. He's local. He's, he's Scott's kind of trainer, you know? Uh, so we'd known each other for a long time and we did the first several episodes together, including the interview with Glassman mm-hmm. and he has a really busy life. You know, he's married, he's got this job, he's training people, he trains NFL athletes. So like he trains uh, Jarvis Landry and OBJ and like, you know, the, all these wide receivers for the Browns. So he's really Damn. busy, you know, and we just couldn't like seem to find the time to get it together like to, to do enough stuff together. And he's just an amazing guy. You know, we just never could really link up. And even now we don't get to talk very much, you know? Um, and you had subbed. 
several I times. To, like, yeah, I came in in the very beginning. You were kind of doing your own thing. You were with you were with Chad, but then you were also doing. Sometimes you would do like athlete interviews or whatever. And yeah. I was only stepping in when there was like news, or I'm going to like air quotes news, yeah, like yeah. CrossFit news with Nikki. So it would be like an open workout was announced, or like a recap of performance from this event or something like that. It was just. It was just like very timely topical CrossFit news. And that's, I think that's how we started. And the reason that we could, uh, we could link up and find time where I feel like you and Chad couldn't was because I would straight up just do it like from work (laughs) back in the day when I was working at an ad agency, we had these like, you know, little conference rooms and I would just like take my phone with my headphones and be like, yeah, you want to record a podcast? (laughs) And I think for me... Like, I, you know, I'm because I'm kind of hyper creative, like I don't want to spend a ton of time planning. Like I kind of like to work yeah. on the, I kind of always work on the fly. It's better for me from a creativity standpoint. Um, and it, as I've started to get stat, but I'm also because I'm a, a banker, I'm, I look at a lot of all the stats and the numbers mm-hmm. and like everything behind the page. And so as I started getting the stats on the page, I started to notice that the podcasts that you and I were doing together were doing infinitely better than the podcasts I was doing solo. And they also felt better, which was more yeah. important to me, less, you know, less about the stats and just more about like, I want things to, to kind of mesh with really kind of the vision, you know? Um, and then that was where we just decided, I guess it was maybe late December that come January, yeah. we just do everything together. And ever yeah. since then we've done everything together. And, and it, you know, what was really weird for me at first was figuring out that I could like be myself or like mm-hmm. have a, have an opinion or have a personality on the show because everything that I've ever done in CrossFit media and honestly, everything that I've ever done in media in my life has always been from the standpoint of a journalist, right? So like as impartial as possible, uh, not lending my own opinion, just interviewing, just presenting news stories, just, you know, giving the the CrossFit news of the day. So when we first started, I think that it, if you go back and listen and actually please don't, don't go back and listen to I our think those are good. I like, I like those episodes. I like you those. did. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like an, I feel like a noob. I can hear myself holding back. I can hear myself like not being a podcaster and instead just being on the show and being like, this is what they said. And this is what the other people said and that's how it was well that's okay it, you still do that some like that's you know you're trained to do that that's good yeah and I, and I I I do it some when it's appropriate but like I don't know in the beginning had we started doing episodes like this I wouldn't hmm. have been able to be like this shoe is great and this shoe kind of sucks like <laughs> I feel like oh my god I can't say what I think because I am just reporting on the fact that these are shoes so it took it took me a minute and when we when we made the decision to be like okay we're just going to do all episodes you and me i was like oh okay i get to i get to like have a show and like this is our show and we get to say things and have yeah. opinions that people roast me online for it's great <laughs> i haven't been roasted in a while but i i like the freedom of a podcast because you can you know because it is opinion based like i don't yeah. i don't ever feel like i'm bringing the news like i i get that those messages from people hey can you report on this and I train, you know, and I, and often it'll be topics that I don't want to cover, um, you know, or like really touchy stuff. Well, why haven't you yeah. covered this? I'm like, because I'm not news. Like, that's what yeah. I do. Like I, 
I like to give opinions on things. I like to talk to people. I mostly just like to have a good time. Like I'm not looking to blow up people's lives. And- right. Right. No, I like that. I, my favorite part about this show is facilitating conversations within the community. And sometimes there's stuff going on that's worth touching upon. And, and sometimes there's just not. So yeah. that's fine too. No, I think it's been fun though. I mean, and you know, we've met ton, we've met tons of people through the show. Tons I've met people. your husband Matt, which is fun. Although I haven't met him in person, like I've gotten to know him, you know, through so you. Which funny is funny to me. Yeah, I know it's bizarre. Like, you know, but there's so many people like that. Like I've met and gotten to know through the show that I've never really been around. You know, mm-hmm. that I consider good friends. You know, yeah. it's, I think of like you know Alec and Danny. Like I consider them good friends, but I've literally never see them, and I'm never really hung out with them yeah it's just it's what's interesting about doing it so uh well you and i have only been together three times ever it was a quality three times in it it was it felt so right well that's that's covid's fault though like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the the cove we'd we would have done several more events this year and i think next year like that's one of my goals for the page i'd like to see us do some sanctioned events i'd like to mm-hmm. see us you know do the under armor thing again oh hell yeah and, totally you know, and some unexpected stuff like you know just for anyone that cares like we want to go do a train with rich as an example yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun and you know i wouldn't mind going to nashville and hanging out with alec and his partner hell and yeah some of that like you know i think that would be super fun yeah totally so. and like we've only ever done in-person podcasts one time right and it was so different and so much fun. I know. Well, the last time we were together, I gave you all my podcasting gear. I'm like, I'll just get it next time I see you. And then, you know, here we are 12 <laughs> months later. <laughs> it's been like a year. I know it's been 10 months. It's legit been 10 months. Yeah. Cause it was you know? January of 2020 that yeah. we did this yeah. last in person at the Under Armour thing. And I like, I had it and then I even bought my own parts and I was like, oh, I'm going to take it with me here and I'm going to take it with me there and I'm going to like do stuff on the road because I had like a million sanctioned events planned and then yeah well so that's the John and Nikki story I feel like there should be like some soft music playing like from the notebook or some shit I know right yeah all right what what else I was gonna say we have a bunch of other um Patreon questions but I think we should just sprinkle them in or do some more episodes otherwise we're gonna talk forever (laughs) yeah good point yeah. yeah, I don't know if I have any other topics other than I've I've got uh, we'll have a few other things coming up. So a couple of things we should mention here coming up. So October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah, I, I just talked to uh, Ziona from Barbells at Boobs, which is why it's on my mind. Uh, she's actually the next episode of Inclusion RX, which we haven't talked about on this show at all. Which but we I'm need gonna, to. I'm going to release that this week. Um, so it probably will come out before we release this or whatever that's Ooh. worth. Uh, so everybody go back and listen to it if you got this first. Um, but she's doing great work, like yeah. really, really great work helping coaches um, train people that are battling breast cancer, which I think is just really just cool. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, just doing amazing work. and obviously helping people that are battling cancer. And so I think that's really cool. So if your gym isn't doing grace or something in support of barbells for boobs, get on it, go yell at your coaches, Mm -hmm. tell them to get involved in that. And then kind of second to that is start listening to inclusion RX. So I've started doing that. Um, Whatever it's worth. I haven't even given you any info on this. So the first episode has got, it sounds like it's gotten really good reviews. So I've gotten a lot of good feedback from, uh, listeners, um, I've got 10 episodes recorded 
in a bunch of people on deck to do more. We're going to talk about um, obviously race and racism, but more than that, we're going to talk about adaptive athletes. So I've got Logan coming on from the adaptive group. Yes. Got, uh, Ziona coming on from Barbells for Boobs to talk about what she's doing in that community. Um, I've got affiliate owners and, you know, Meredith Ruth's coming on uh, to talk about women's issues. Like there's just kind of so many cool topics. And what's been really interesting to me in these conversations without giving too much away in advance is like, I brought people on thinking they would talk about something and then they talk about something totally different. Oh, awesome. And for me, like that has been a real kind of eye-opening experience to think that, you know, you bring somebody on thinking, all right, they're going to talk about LGBT stuff. And then they don't talk about it at all. They talk about women's issues and that's (laughs) cool. That's like really cool to me that, you know, it just continues to show that people are defined by more than one thing. And for me, I think that's where the conversations have been really fun and engaging. And I hope people get stuff out of it, of just learning that it isn't preaching. It's just like, Hey, like we're all different. Like we all have things that, you know, really um, we can continue to grow on. Like they've taught me as an example, one thing I've learned through these, and again, I'm kind of giving the secrets before the podcast come out, but um, you know, one of the, the guest was talking about the difference between men's bars and women's bars. And she's like, I don't know why we call them that one's 35 pounds, one's 45 pounds and gives this whole story about how all these, you know, young men had to go all across the gym and bring all these bars over when they could have easily just grabbed the bars next to them, you know, because they were too macho to use the Mm -hmm. women's bars, you know, and I get that, you know, there's, you know, grip size and, you know, some of that plays into it, but it's just interesting. Like, when you start thinking about some of the verbiage we use of how it really impacts people. And, you know, I've never considered that ever. Yeah. Like, and then, you, and then you really start thinking about it and go, well, do we do that with kettlebells? Cause we don't, Mm-mm. you do it with plates. Nope. Mm-mm. Like, so, so why do we do it with bars? You know, and, and that does impact people. And I know it's like a tiny little thing and it seems weird when you say it out loud, but when you really start thinking about it, then you start learning from it. And for me, that's mm-hmm. where the conversations have been really fun of just, you know, kind of, figuring out what's on people's minds and yeah. And hopefully everybody will learn something from it. And I just think it's nice that you're, you're facilitating that kind of discussion because I think a lot of times there are so many different issues from gender to race, to sexual orientation that people are just, I don't know if they're just afraid to talk about it. It just feels like taboo to say it out loud. Like when we were having all those conversations earlier this year about, you know, the diversity issues within our CrossFit communities, it was like, we're not calling anyone out or saying anything, anyone's wrong or anyone's racist or anyone's bad, but it's just like, why can't we just objectively have a discussion about these types of issues within our community and how do we address them and what do we do about them? And we're, you know, it's, it, people are like, just nervous to even say it out loud because they're like, Oh my God, am I going to seem like I'm pointing fingers or am I going to seem like I'm racist or am I going to seem like I'm sexist? Like I can't even say it without worrying about stepping on toes or saying the wrong thing. So just creating an environment where you guys are comfortable enough to be like, what's going on? And what do you think we should do about it? It's like, it's really refreshing. I'm glad that you're doing it. Well, they're fun to do. Although I will say that, um, 
you know, having to carry the weight of an interview kind of sucks. I'm, I'm oh. used to just being the one drinking while you do the work. And then I just come in with smart ass comments. So that part's been hard, <laughs> like having to actually plan for stuff, have questions prepared, uh, do all the scheduling. Like, yeah. So that part, you know, I've got a, a much better respect for what you do on a daily basis when oh, you're interviewing thanks. people. That part's been difficult, but as I've done more, like I'm going to be interested to go back and listen to all of them. Cause I think like mm-hmm. the last one I just did with Zona was really good. The first one I did was okay. Like they've kind of gotten better as I've gone. Yeah, I've had some totally. where I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't asked that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just fun. You can just edit that in post. <laughs> are you gonna Maybe. have um are you gonna have Jessica Fithin back on at any point? That yeah, she'd be I, yeah, man, she's yeah, great. Yeah, and that, that's been a big topic that continues to come up. Um, you know, it has come up from a couple of people that I've already interviewed. And so it's kind of covered, but I would like yeah. to have her back on to talk more because I think you know the I'm continuing now that, you know, you brought it to light to me of seeing um, the posts of what men, horrible things men are saying to women and what they jump into the DMs. And we were joking before we came on air of what grinds my gears. Let me tell you what grinds my gears right now. Yeah. What is every time I log into Instagram, every time they have uh, the video shorts now, I forget what they're called. Reels. Reels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And every time it's some girl in a bikini, every yeah. time. Right now, it was interesting that I probably get that because I almost exclusively follow CrossFitters. And so mm-hmm. it's all fitness. And so I'm sure I'm getting like sure. I'm hitting their algorithm, but it's like almost annoying because it's like, I didn't, I don't log in to see sex, which is what that is. Like I log in plenty to see sex, but I don't log in to see Weird. that, not an Instagram, you know? And so it's like, I, so I'm starting to have a better appreciation for why it happens mm-hmm. it's almost as if the platforms are driving, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to victim shame by any stretch of the imagination, but it's almost like the platforms are trying to drive men in by making this the first thing they see, you know? And then, yeah. And it's, it's tough because there is so much that is allowed on Instagram and Facebook. There's so much that doesn't violate the community guidelines, so to speak, that is racy or adult content or whatever intentions behind it. And I think, by the way, the women that are posting those things, like, fuck yeah, girl, like do what you want to do. Like, it's not, I'm not shaming the content at all. I think it's rad that they can do whatever they want. What I think is not rad is what Jessica is sort of trying to, you know, rally this fight against with her page, which is, um, at you look like a man and there's periods in between like you period look period, like whatever a man. Um, the issue is that like every so often in those kind of like sexier posts, but also especially in the posts of women in sport and women in weightlifting and in CrossFit and whatever, these dudes will get into the, into the comments and leave like not even just nasty comments, not trolling comments, like straight up, like violation of rights comments where they're like making threats or it's like, there's a lot of like rape culture in there. And it's like that, that all that behavior is allowed by the platforms as like, you know, fine does not restrict community guidelines. And that's what Jessica's trying to get sort of like this fight against is like, we cannot, Oh, but you're not allowed to show like, you know, a, a lady nipple. See, I don't like know that's banned. Like I don't get it. Oh, I don't know how they'll ever fight against it. I, I saw this again, kind of in the reels. There was like a, a yoga page mm-hmm. and I'm going to put yoga in air quotes because it, like I've done a lot of yoga and I know a lot of people that teach yoga, you know, and what the photos were, 
they were yoga, but they were intentionally su- sexually suggestive. Okay. You could tell like they weren't like, this isn't like a yoga pose. This is like, I'm going to hold my ankles and spread my legs. And that's, you know, and the, here's where the focus of the shot is. Right. Hmm. And then when you go in and read the comments, of course, there's guys making horrible comments. And then the, the woman who runs the page is like joking with those guys. Right. Hmm. And I'm not, I, I know this is like kind of a delicate subject. I'm not victim shaming her. Like she's driving that dialogue and that's what she wants. That's her content and what she wants to do more power. to Yeah. Her, it's you know? totally fine. But then you do run into the, the issue of if Instagram doesn't ban that, how do they stop men from taking those exact same comments and putting it on an unwarranted page and say, this violates our standards, but this doesn't. You know, it's, it's, a, it's from. hard for Instagram to police that I'm not defending. I know I am defending Instagram. I don't know how they could police it. I actually, if someone can explain it to me, I'd love to hear it. I really would like in an, yeah. in an effort to learn, I'd love to know how they could police it because I'll be happy to fight that battle. Cause I'm like, I love Jessica and her page and what she stands for. I think, you know, particularly the men that are coming into those pages and what I see more often is like, Oh, you know, they'll say you look like a man or, you know, you, you know, you're, you're bigger than a house or like just what they think yeah. they're, you know, or I wouldn't, you know, the, the biggest one is when they're going, well, I wouldn't sleep with her <laughs> as right. if, and you're as like, if, thanks. Yeah. As if this woman posted the content to make sure that you would want to sleep with her, you know, it's so just, weird. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's, it's um, an interesting that's what topic. You should do, that's what you should do your episode with her on. Get her yeah. on and talk about that kind of stuff. Cause I also am curious, like where, where do you draw the line and how do you draw the line and what is the plan for that? What's the plan for this? I'd mostly like what I would like to hear from her. And if, you know, when and if I get her back on is to, because what I'm wanting to do with this uh, inclusion RX is to help the affiliates and the, and I would be curious, how do you stop some of that culture in the affiliates? Cause I think we've all seen it, you know, new, new um, I've made jokes about it, you know, memes where, you know, a new female starts and then she's got a thousand DMS the next Mm -hmm. day. Like, how do you stop that as an affiliate owner? How do you discourage it? You know, I know you can't stop it, but how would you yeah. discourage it? How do you, you know, create a safe space for everyone to come in, yeah. men and women, you know? Yeah. And what's appropriate and what's not? Because like, if you're new at a gym and someone genuinely is interested in you and wants to know if you're single and wants to ask you out on a date, like, I don't find that inappropriate. Yeah. I've dated in gyms. It, it's fine. Yeah. But it definitely it definitely crosses lines and there's definitely some behavior that is not benign. So yeah. How do you stop that? What do you do when it, when you see it? That's the question. What do you do when that kind of behavior like is prevalent in your gym or you see it happening in your gym as an owner, as an affiliate owner, as a coach, it can feel really awkward to like stop it, but you have to say something. So yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I think that's, we've probably hit on it and we can wrap on this, but I, Mm -hmm. I think as an affiliate owner, when you hear it, you have to call it out. You have to say yeah. something like, you know, when you hear a guy make a rude comment to another guy is typically where it happens about yeah. a female member. You got to say, don't make guys not appropriate. Like, yeah, not you know, here. You guys want to text not each anywhere. other. You want to text people outside the gym, more power to you. Don't say it within earshot of other people, like be respectful, you know? Yeah. But also like be better. Just be a better yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't well, text it to your buddy later. Like, don't go there. That might be too much to ask, Nikki. Dudes are dudes. Oh, no. sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, I would like people to be better. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not one to judge. I've had plenty of shitty moments in my life. I think we all Of course. So right. You know, yeah. I'm not throwing any stones in this glass house for the fuck's sake. Um, anyway, 
All right. Well, this has been fun. We've talked about yeah. everything, almost everything but CrossFit. So seriously, I hope that I hope that that came out okay. Everyone's I hope people everyone's are like, where's the where's the guest? Where's the CrossFit athlete? We haven't even talked about the games. Yeah. Well, we got we got a lot of that coming up. Lots of good guests. Yeah. Uh, Josh Bridges still coming. Yeah. Maddox. We released Justin Medeiros today. He was great. Um, so lots of good stuff. Yeah. So. All right. And then lots of game stuff coming up because that's going to happen in a week or so. so. I know. I can't believe it. I know. It's nuts. All right. Well, this has been fun. So thank you as usual. Yes, likewise. And uh, for everyone listening, we hope you guys had a good time. Feel free to uh, DM us if you have more questions about gear. Yeah. DM Nikki particularly, not me. And uh, <laughs> And we will chat with you guys later.